Ladies and gentlemen, it is a audio replay of the Dan and Wes Liberty Podcast. That just doesn't roll off the tongue. Still in the driveway. <laughs> Still in the driveway. Hey guys, welcome to the Dan and Wes Liberty Podcast. It's kind of weird saying that. Um, we are uh, we're sitting in the driveway tonight, although we are not technically the Driveway Liberty Podcast right now. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute. But before we do that, I want to reach out to my buddy over here, Daniel. How you doing, brother? Uh, doing good, doing good. We uh, we had a, a fun weekend. We had the, the Super Bowl party, the annual Super Bowl party here at the house. And usually when we have that, um, there's never any issues. Yeah, everybody uh, has fun takes care of things and, sure uh, it's all good well <laughs> unfortunately this time we found an issue the next day oh what was that so you know how uh the ladies have decorative towels up on a towel rack in the bathroom and then the kind of the the one you use maybe on a hook right by the sink or yeah sitting on the sink itself yeah well we have that kind of situation mm. so elena noticed one of the decorative towels was missing Oh, snap. And she was like, well, we're trying to find it. Where is it? And she happened to look underneath the counter or the cabinet under the sink. And it's in there with two other towels. Apparently, somebody crapped themselves. What? Used the decorative towel to clean it up. And instead of getting rid of it, they shoved it back under the counter. So I'm assuming that was one of the kids who thought they would probably get in trouble and they were trying to hide it. But, uh, you know, no big deal. But one of the uh, decorative towels has bit the dust. It went straight in the trash. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, we weren't going to try to save that. That's pretty nasty. <laughs> you could have actually saved that and not disclosed that at all, man. <laughs> I, 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 you know, that's that's pretty nasty and I don't know what to think. Hey, guys, uh, before we get into the meat of what's going on with the podcast, we want to thank you in advance for sharing it with your friends and family. Um I normally share it places, but because we're we're one man down, we're one man down, and we don't know if and when we're going to be one man back up real soon. Um, so we need we're relying on you to go ahead and uh, share the podcast with your friends and family in various groups and Facebook groups. We are going to talk, talk some local politics tonight for the very first time in probably six months. Um, and there is a definitive reason for that. And I guess since the, the, the other thing when we're talking about sharing the broadcast is um, if you if you saw our pre our other posts, we, we got dinged by YouTube for uh, a cast that we had previously. They took it down and they didn't say they were going to do anything to us other than just, they just remove the video. Well, we normally go live on Facebook and YouTube tonight and we we can't seem to get on YouTube. Now, yeah, it may yeah. be a coincidence. It may not, but it says excellent connection and it just won't let us go live on no, YouTube. It, no, it won't. And so we need you guys to go subscribe to us on rumble because we're, we're looking to make the full transition to rumble. Uh, but rumble has some minimum things that we have to hit. Before we can go live on there. Yeah, and one of them is we have to have a certain amount of subscribers. So mm -hmm. if everybody who subscribes to our Facebook page uh, and our, uh, you know, regularly, regularly listens to us, we'll meet that minimum requirement over on Rumble. So please um, do us a favor and go and subscribe on our, on our Rumble page. Absolutely. Um, I guess uh, we should get in and meet because we're not a clickbait organization. Yeah. We're not going to just put something out and just to get you to watch, which we want you to watch for the actual content, not because of PR stunts or anything like that. So I'm I'm glad that I've had some time to cool off so so cooler heads can prevail here and that we're not doing anything out of character and um and, and we want to be constructive. We do want to be constructive, but mm -hmm. but here's what's going on. Here, here's what has happened. Here is why Travis is not sitting with us in the driveway tonight. Why we have temporarily, maybe long-term retitled the podcast, the Dan and West Liberty podcast, um, is because Travis has a day job. Because obviously we're not a full-time podcast yet. We are, matter of fact, we're a long ways away with, from that. Um, but we, we made 
six months ago, we made a concerted effort to get out of the local politics for multiple reasons, because we really thought that space was being handled by Alan Osborne. And I think Dan Curry does a lot of stuff and Dr. John Ward does a lot of stuff. And, and, and we kind of just made the, and we have a national audience. We have, we have listeners and watchers that are out in, you know, Oregon and San Diego and Hendersonville, Tennessee, and Texas and Michigan and Minnesota France and India. I mean, we're, yeah, we, we're, yeah, we, we're international. We're, we were, we are technically international. So we made the, 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 the decision to get out of local politics to number one, appeal more to our national and international audience and our statewide audience. Um, and because Travis's day gig requires him to be a little bit more diplomatic than we really can be on this podcast. And Something happened last week uh, that that proved that Travis was right to be di- diplomatic in his, in what his his decisions were. In in all reality, because of our respect for Travis and because of his his job, we were leashed a little bit in what we said and did in our when we did local stuff, meaning. As much as we went after uh, the Board of County Commissioners based on policy, as much as we went after local politicians, as much as we we went we did that when we do did do uh, grassroots stuff and local stuff, um, we really held back an awful lot in what we did. And the main reason we did that was out of respect for Travis and his day gig. And and you know what we didn't want him to be canceled or doxed or whatever to his employer. But even so, even though we never mentioned a particular county commissioner who owns a restaurant, he still complained to Travis's employer. Even though Travis purposely recused himself on a number of occasions when it involved that particular county commissioner. Well, guess what? There's no fucking handcuffs on us anymore. Because um, we, we're not getting into details about this. We're not going to go hard tonight. But I'm just saying, and I'm looking in this camera right now, there are no more fucking handcuffs. So with that being said, we, um, we're going to start incorporating a little bit of uh, county stuff into, you know, a few broadcasts here and there. So it, 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 it really sucks because Travis, he was as diplomatic as he could be. He was critical on policy. He was critical on ideological differences, on, on stupid decisions being made. He was critical on all of these, all of these moral issues with the commissioners. Sexual harassment suits, dropping people off at their door naked dropping i mean dropping a naked woman off at a door was a dd high note who was that was maxine maxine Uh, i mean you know we've purposely stayed above that fray or maxwell i'm sorry for a reason so thanks to this complaint those fucking gloves are off so with that being said, I'm sorry, Dan, I, I kind of dominated that entire okay. thing, man. And I, right. I, I tried to be diplomatic and obviously I dropped an F-bomb or two, but um, it is absolutely ridiculous. Well, I, I've got a, I've got a couple of um, things to say about this situation. First, uh, I'm a pretty loyal person to my friends, to my family, etc. So when... When somebody attacks someone I'm close to, I tend to want to retaliate. Sure, absolutely. I mean, when when Travis first told us about this, I I wanted to go on the air right there. Yeah, me too, me too. Um, so that's the first one. The second one is we we're a we're a business. The yeah. three of us are absolutely. Are a, are a, are we a, are a media company. Company. So when somebody who for literally no justifiable reason goes after one of us because they they can't uh 
argue on the merits so they go after somebody it's like a leftist tactic where they try to cancel you because they can't beat you on the argument they're gonna underhandedly try to get you in trouble which is what happened that's exactly what happened it was a cheap shot against travis and an attempt to shut us up even though we weren't even involved in fucking local shit yeah so that that's the second thing and the third thing really is the i kind of alluded to it is this person is a Republican. We're so, in a in name only. We're in well, registered Republican in a seventy-five maybe percent Republican county between seventy and seventy-five percent Republican yes. county. A local politician who, based on his complaint, has continued ambitions of a political career because that was part of it. This person literally did the thing we are fighting against. He used a tactic that a, the left uses. An absolute cheap shot is what it was. Because he he couldn't um he couldn't attack on the merits. So it it this is hard for me because I, I'm still in the mode of I'm Italian, so and Irish, which is a healthy combination i'm in the mode of um you know i, I want to get in my truck and drive over there kind of scenario right well but uh, we don't do that no we're, we don't we're, do we're that more but, diplomatic but i want to do that just because you want to do something doesn't mean you know cooler heads prevail but uh, this is some underhanded fucking bullshit man yeah well in, in his claim was that <clears throat> we the podcast unduly or unfairly hurt his political career no the sexual harassment suits and the p-card issues is what hurt the political all of their political careers all yeah, five yeah. of them you, the, the way you acted when you were in office <laughs> and they also said it hurt their business no the three stars on yelp and the <laughs> shitty stuff that you serve is what hurt the business so and, and you know what? I mean, all right. So in all fairness, this guy will eventually know who we're talking about. And and it, and it looks like some people in the comments have already figured it out. We we would more than, we would be and, more and than it, fair. What like the hell is going the on over there? What sorry, are you doing, sorry, man? Sorry. You're plugged in over here. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we, we would be more than fair as we have been with every one of our guests, even when we disagree with them. If he wants to come on this podcast and sit down with us, we'll be cordial, we'll be gentlemen, and we'll discuss this stuff. And that's what a real man would do. He's like, contact you and say, hey, guys, you aren't quite right on this, or I disagree with this. You know, and I'll, I'll give a shout out to Brian Kellenberger. Back in the day when we were saying defund the TDC, Brian Kellenberger's like, man, you've got, I mean, like at that same meeting said, well, she got this wrong. I'm like, well, tell me how we're open-minded, man. We're, we're not so arrogant that we think that, that our stances are beyond reproach, but you do yeah. have to prove that those stances are well, beyond reproach. And, and, and when you look at the, the entirety of the issues that we have covered with our County commissioners, each cast, we said, listen, even when we were interviewing people who were running against them, whether it was the original Mosquito Board cast or when we were interviewing the, the three candidates who ran for District 4, right? we absolutely invited the other candidates on to come tell their side of it. Because the information that we have is from sources that we have in the community, right? along with the 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 public record of the meetings where these things happen. And then the news coverage of the issues. Yeah. And that's what we've done. We, you know, there's, there's been rumor and innuendo and we've discussed those. We've used the terms allegedly when it comes to certain things. I mean, because we want to be fair and it's, it's, you know, I mean, dude, you know, it's just, we don't want to be inflammatory. We don't want to cause a witch hunt here. We do not want to unduly impact somebody's business in a negative way. But, but we didn't. We, we And, we, we, and we, we don't do that. No. The, the, the negative impact that this person 
complained about was 100% based on their actions. Right. So whether it's their business or the lawsuits, the, you know, the P-card issues, which, you know, they, they name names in the P-card audit. Yep. Like they had specific dollar amounts assigned to people and, and this person had the biggest dollar amount. Yep. Out of all of them. So, I mean, and, and this person was staying in golf resorts and, and things of that nature. Upgrading and, to first and class. And if you're going tickets, to be in I mean, public office, and that's one of the reasons I've been asked to run. One of the reasons I won't run is because I don't want to live in that glass house. But when you do, you should damn well know you're living in a fucking glass house. Yep. And you are not beyond reproach. Just because you have a title does not, not make you above criticism. Nope. And, and and it just shows it, it just it reveals your character when you when you try to go after somebody's livelihood because you did stupid shit and somebody reported on it. Yeah, and and one of the problems we have in this country is not accepting personal responsibility. That is, that is probably the biggest problem. Fucking we have. example. That's probably the biggest problem we have in this country. It's always somebody else's fault. At least from fault. a societal standpoint, always somebody else's fault. So that's where Travis is tonight. He is not with us. Um, and, 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 and as of right now, we don't know when and if he'll be back because we obviously need to be respectful of his primary income. You know what? Unless we get an influx of, of Patreon sponsors in a week. Yeah, or, or some advertising. And, and I assure you, this is not a ploy to get no, you to, act, you know, to do that. I mean, but you know, it's, it, it's really a shame. I am, ex I, I, I'm a lot more pissed off than I'm showing right now because I did, I've had some time to, to kind of take some deep breaths and, and chill and think about this rationally. The, and, the 24 hour cooling off period is real. Yeah, absolutely. It's is. effective. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it, I don't know what else to say about that, except for, we just need to remind everybody that if you are on the board of county commissioners, this are you? Do you have it queued up the uh, BCC thing from my panhandle? We we just want to kind of remind everybody: this is why people are having political problems with the county commissioner, and this is just one example. After facing Absolutely. allegations of misspending taxpayer money, Walton County commissioners are now facing an explosive lawsuit filed by a former assistant county attorney. The 45-page document filed on October 6th contains a myriad of accusations against commissioners and county employees. News 13's Emily McLeod took a closer look at that document. And Emily, was anyone specifically named in the lawsuit? Yes, several of the same players are involved in this one. Commissioner William Boots McCormick, Trey Nick, Michael sure. Barker, and County Attorney Clay Atkinson. The accusations in this lawsuit are shocking, to put it lightly. Attorneys for the complainant say the lawsuit speaks for itself. Former Assistant County Attorney Heather Maxwell is suing the Walton County Board of County Commissioners. Maxwell served as Assistant County Attorney from November 2017 until July 2021. In the lawsuit, Maxwell alleges current County Commissioner William Boots McCormick made romantic advances towards her and had her fired after rejecting him. The lawsuit goes on to say the Board of County Commissioners fostered an arrogant, above-the-law, callous, good old boys environment by putting her in uncomfortable situations. A couple of those situations are mentioned in the lawsuit. The first one being in late February, early March 2020, an unnamed current county commissioner called Maxwell and said he had a problem. That commissioner reportedly dropped off a naked, intoxicated, married, former female Walton County employee on Maxwell's doorstep for her to take care of. But the reported inappropriate behavior didn't stop there. While Maxwell is on a county business trip in July 2021 with other employees and the unnamed commissioner, the commissioner allegedly sent racially derogatory text messages to Maxwell and other employees using the N-word and referred to African Americans as monkeys. <coughs> Attorneys for Maxwell also accused Barker and Glidewell of conspiring to have Maxwell fired over the situation between Maxwell and McCormick. McCormick's advances began after a county business trip in July 2021. Maxwell says he texted her from his private number and said he found her very smart and attractive and would leave the degree of the relationship up to her. After several text messages from McCormick, on July 7th, Maxwell texted McCormick and said she thought it would be best if the two just remained friends. By July 20th, she had been fired.
Now, because there are so many bombshell accusations and important details, we are breaking this up into two parts. Part two will air up next on News 13 at 6. And Emily, what can we expect at 6? I'll share some details on what Maxwell claims happened after she rejected McCormick's alleged advances and what role Barker and Glidewell supposedly play in all of this. All right, we'll check back at 6 o'clock. Emily McLeod live in our studios. So in our area, shit, man. Sorry, man. Oh, damn. <laughs> see, see, we're missing Travis. Yeah, Travis man. usually handles y'all can't hear what we hear in the headphones because we actually we have to sync up our audio with when we play videos like that. And Dan's first night running the, the audio for these videos for us. And uh, he's he's fucking up right away. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, he's just tearing it up. So make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, that video is just a one small example of why political careers are suffering it has nothing to do with what we do on this podcast it's what they do while in office and that's all we criticize now if we disagree with an ideological stance or, or a policy we call them out on that and we explain why we disagree with that that's politics dude and if you can't handle that you have no fucking business being in politics just saying that so that's our local segment tonight ladies and gentlemen and that's what's up and where travis is for those of you that are interested what you got dan so uh some good news is uh we all knew this was coming uh but apparently um the doj is not going to charge matt gates with child trafficking they announced that today with child sex trafficking. Well, they don't have any. There's literally no proof. There's no proof. There's no evidence. <laughs> so when Matt was on the show um, a, a few months ago, he said the there's a crime without a victim that he's being accused of. Right. And the only people who actually were in legal trouble were the people that he called out were trying to, to um, uh, extort like 25 million from his family. So that person did get in trouble, but, uh, so it's, it's interesting because I think anybody who's followed this story, who's not a insane leftist and has a brain in their head knew that this really had nothing to do with child sex trafficking. It was just a way to try to change the narrative on Matt Gates. Because at the time when this started, he was a, a, a pretty vocal firebrand, sure. relatively new exactly. comer in Congress. You know, he he. It, it's very similar to this whole Travis situation. Yeah, he yeah. was vocal. He was calling people, calling out bullshit, and we were doing that as a podcast. And they tried to cancel him by making up some bullshit or getting him in trouble in some form or. Yeah. Fact. So if if you go back and you look at what what was going on when uh this kind of came out he gates was one of the vocal people who were exposing from a from from a political a politician standpoint the russian collusion hoax right he was very vocal in defense of trump in that situation also when schiff was having those secret hearings mm -hmm. in the in the impeachment trial Remember, he organized a protest and they walked out. Right. And they had a bunch of Republican uh, House members just walk right out of the middle of the uh, of the, the the hearing. And then um, he's been vocal about election integrity since the January sixth, and he's called out the the media overreaction and the politicization of the January sixth committee. He's been very vocal. So you can go through heat. He organized going to Wyoming. Right. To have a rally for the chick that beat Liz Cheney. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, think about all the things that he has done. And I, I'm, I only read half of them. All the things he's done. They had to shut this guy up. They had to change the narrative on him because he was extremely effective. The way that AOC is effective for the left Right. Gates was effective for the right, but Gates was telling the truth and actually being factual, whereas AOC is just full of shit. Right. So this whole entire thing was nothing more than a, a political hit job 
to attack a guy who was making headway for Republicans and those who uh, those who are conservative. So now it's all done, but right. the damage has already been done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still. I still have interactions with people on like a post where he'll put something up on, on uh, Twitter and literally the first 10 comments are okay. Child molester or pedophile or all just stupid shit. Right. And like none of it's real. None of it was ever real. And now it's pretty much proven it wasn't real. Yeah. But that's, that's what they do, man. All right. They can't beat you on the merits. They go after you through the back door, and it's uh, it's not good. Hey, we want to give a special shout-out to our latest Patreon s- subscriber. Oh. Just happened. Miss Sean Roll. Thank you, Sean. Thank you very much. Tell Kevin we're not buying mint chocolate chip <laughs> stuff with that. <laughs> we're going to buy shorts. <laughs> so thank you very much for that. Um, Yeah, it's, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I tell you what, man, I – Look, all right, so we're we're doing this obviously without Travis present and without really his blessing on this. It's kind of, and I know I, I said we're done with the local stuff, but I just keep coming back to this. We are a media company, and in all reality, both Travis's whatever Travis wants to say and what we want to say is protected under First Amendment. Now, if it's wrong, you can sue us. If we have made an inaccurate statement, you can ask us to retract it. And if we don't, you can sue us. Mm-hmm. That's how it's supposed to work. But we didn't. We haven't. We haven't made any statements that weren't accurate. So just keep mm-hmm. that in mind if we push anything any further, because we will pursue that. Yes. Yep. Yes. So, so. Um, let's let's talk a little COVID, but not in the way you think. Yeah. So. If you remember during the spring of 2020, well, it was more like the summer of 2020. And then again in 2021, um, the federal government was taking our tax money and paying out uh, paycheck paycheck protection loans. Right. PPP. uh, To uh, businesses in order so that the idea behind it was so you can keep paying your people while the government said you you couldn't run your business. Right. They locked us down and they said, all right, we're going to give you money to pay for it. Well, the government doesn't have any money. It's our money. Um, so it's interesting how they're, they're following up on this. So there was certain qualifications for businesses to get that loan forgiven. Right. And the vast majority of those loans were forgiven. There was, there's about, 12 million loans uh, that were given out. So before I get to that, let me just tell you, uh, it was an $800 billion program. Right. And the people who weren't forgiven uh, have to pay it back. So this, the SBA just announced that they're not going after anyone who's defaulted on that loan. If your loan is under a hundred thousand dollars. Well, shit, I've been paying mine back. <laughs> so there's... I took a loan. I, I'm not a, not proud of that, but I did. Well, was it I did, paycheck I, protection? Because you probably qualify for forgiveness. I I, I took a paycheck paycheck protection. Yeah, I mine took, was forgiven. I took paycheck protection. But there was there's other loans. There was a uh, the disaster relief loan that you could take from the Small Business Association. And that that was really like a 3% 30-year Loans, yeah, I so mean the really payments good. were extremely low, and it wasn't yeah. a very, it wasn't a lot of money. In all honesty, well, if yours is a PPP, you don't have to pay it. Well, I'll look into that because <laughs> I've been paying. So, the vast majority of the twelve million loans that were given out under this program were under a hundred thousand dollars. Now, a significant portion of them were forgiven, but there is seventeen billion dollars out there that haven't sought forgiveness right where the loans were under a hundred thousand dollars well i'm one of those individuals so but you've been paying i have i started about paying there's people that aren't paying oh that basically took told them to take a flying leap haven't been paying and they just announced that they're not going after anybody who's under a hundred thousand wow 
So apparently it's not their money, so they're not really worried about it. So how many of those loans went? There was probably a significant portion of those loans it was a that shit were needed. Ton of money. That were yeah. needed, that were legitimate because you told people they couldn't go to work. Right. But I know there's some huge corporations got millions and millions and millions of dollars from that thing. But now it's our tax money that they're not really worried about. I don't know how you feel about that, but uh Well, that's one reason I'm paying mine back is because I I took a loan mm-hmm. and I feel like I owe that money. And I I took that I took that loan knowing that I would have to pay it back. And it helped me out in the in the situation during COVID. It helped me pay some bills because I lost several. I lost about thirty five percent of my business because I had clients in California and New York and other shutdown states. So I I mean, you know, and I saw the writing on the wall because those are liberal states and I knew that they were going all in on the shutdowns. Yep. And I needed that, you know, and, and it was, like I said, it wasn't a lot. It really wasn't what I made. It, it, it matter of fact, it wasn't what I lost, but it, you no, know, but it helped. It helped. It, it did it help bridge for you. Gap. It did what it was meant to do. Right. You know, and, and the idea behind it, which I don't, there's part of me that doesn't agree with it, but there's part of me that understands the concept behind it because alone is when, one thing when you, the you, government tells you you can't work like they they forbid you from going to work right and then they tell you listen we're going to give you some money to hold you over then okay that we all went along with it the first two weeks two, yeah two, some, some three weeks we all went along with it sure after two weeks, I went back to work because I work outside, so it didn't didn't really matter. But right. in the beginning, we just had no idea what the hell was going on. Sure. And we were thinking, just think about the beginning where they're having you wipe down surfaces. And, like, you can catch this from a countertop dude, and dude, a doorknob. My, my wife I mean, was a nurse, and we had a protocol. As soon as she got home, I was there with Clorox wipes. And I went and I wiped down her steering wheel inside of her car. When she went in to the laundry room, stripped immediately through her scrubs into the washer and dryer, hottest setting possible, washed her scrubs immediately, and then wipe, she, you know, she's got nurse shoes, so we wipe her nurse shoes down, her keys from the car and everything yeah. else. I mean, we were, I mean, we were, it was crazy. Yeah. Because she was, I mean, she was running the COVID unit at the hospital mm-hmm. during her shift, so crazy yeah it is absolutely it's crazy so that's so, that's how they're taking care of our tax money oh yeah yeah absolutely dude so let's uh what about DeSantis? uh and uh, is he allowing the esg well apparently as i pull this up now let's let's cue this up together apparently man. esg is uh is dead on arrival here in florida yeah the idea of who governs our society? Our Constitution says we, the people, govern through elections and, and different houses of the legislature, executive. And you can kind of arrive at policy. People can evaluate that. They can choose other people in future elections. Well, what ESG does and when you have major asset managers and, and these international folks and folks in these big Wall Street banks, they just want to do an end run around that. They don't want to have to worry about winning elections. In fact, a lot of the policies they pursue could never win favor uh, with the American public. I mean, abolish ICE, saying that you should have an open border and that it's somehow wrong to be involved in immigration enforcement. That would never fly with the public. But that's what they're doing. And so this is an unra- uh, This is a distortion of a government of by and for the people. Uh, they are not accountable to you. They are not accountable to us. Uh, and I think ultimately it does represent a threat, not just to a smooth and, and prosperous economy, smooth functioning, prosperous economy, but also our very freedom itself. So uh, uh, you got to give me a heads up when you stop and stuff, Dan, and start and stuff. I apologize. Because <laughs> we're, we're coordinating with the audio for the replay and, and the actual stream itself. So there you go. Oh, Kat just updated her pledge. We love you so much, Kat. You are <laughs> Uh, but Thank it raises the, the idea of <laughs> there. I'm unplugging Dan because he apparently has no control. <laughs> uh, we need um, an engineer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do, especially uh, since we don't have Travis here with us. So, 
I mean, it, it was a three-man show. I mean, we all had different things that we did, especially during a live stream, because I have the computer here, and I'm running the scenes where I'm switching around. And just to prove that Travis is not here, that's, that's normally his uh, video shot right there. There's no Travis in it. Man, I... I I know I'm hung up on it. I'm I'm, I'm getting mad every time I think about it. So it's not the same show without all three of us. No, absolutely not. It, I mean, it, you know what? There's a dynamic that we all have because we're all three buds, and we were buds before this podcast ever started. And it, it when you hear the Driveway Liberty podcast, it's the same conversations we were sitting around watching the Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> And it was basically the same conversation about football that we have about politics. It's us three sitting there and there, several others here, and we're kind of ignoring the rest of them. And we're <laughs> us three are sitting here talking shit about football, making fun of things, and 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 the, you know the the interesting thing about it is is we're all three of us are at a thousand foot level, very like minded. Mm -hmm. But when you get to the minutiae and the details, we, we think a little bit differently about things. We're not sure. carbon copies of each other. And the dynamic of the three of us together, everybody brings a different thing to the table. Sure. And one of us is missing. It completely changes the show. Absolutely. So, I, you know what? I guess we're overdue. Travis has done a really good job last few weeks of reminding us. Oh, yeah. It good. is time for beer reviews. And I did not because of the change in the... We got we have a new theme song for the Dan and West Liberty uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. We have uh, new graphics that I had to create and stuff like that. So I don't have the intro music that you hear on the audio cast. But um, Dan, what you drinking, buddy? Well, the the first beer that I had was one I've had previously. That's the uh, the Fairhope. Um, I drink therefore I amber i amber yeah yeah the I amber still for hadn't tasted that one yeah that, yeah that's a, that's a good one um it's probably my favorite beer from that from the group of guys in uh in alabama there but uh it's a it's a you know it, we we talked about it. i i i was a big um fan of fat tire and that's like an american amber right so it's got that certain palate that certain taste yeah that i like not super hoppy but you can still taste the hops this is pretty close to that that and that breckenridge uh the the avalanche from breckenridge that we always have over at the where you're mayor or you used to be mayor yeah 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 so and actually the other place uh the seafood place uh has it now too so very excited about that but apparently uh they say we're cutting in and out a little bit on the signal we're uh -oh. sorry about that you know, we're dealing with this Drifthood uh, internet back here. So. <laughs> so that's what I'm drinking. Well, I have, I reviewed this a few weeks ago, but I, f I figured I'd break it out because I had a few left. I I'm a big I'm a big fan of supporting Florida-based breweries mm. and uh, Cigar City. Um, who one of my favorite beers is the High Life. Um, I have this Cosmic Crown, which is a Belgian-style strong golden ale. See if I can figure out how to work this camera here. It's uh man, this is a tasty beer right here, dude. Um, I highly recommend it. And um, you know, it is a Florida based brewery, unlike Oyster City now, which is now owned by a Louisiana brewer. And they're actually it's my understanding they are moving those operations to Louisiana. Well, that sucks. Hopefully it won't uh change the quality of the beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, I still enjoy a good Hooter Brown and um Oh yeah. You know, that's uh that's good stuff. So Hooter Brown's a good means to an end. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh what about uh, Damar Hamlin? Yeah, you know. All right, so I guess that's cue for me to get the yeah. video. He um he came out and did an interview. You know, it's interesting. He showed up at the Super Bowl. Right. With his jacket on, he was talking about Jesus, and Adrian Peterson had an issue with it. He was thought it was a blasphemous jacket. Now, as somebody who's ordained, I didn't really see an issue with it. Any way you can get the name of Jesus out these days, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> as long as you're not bashing Jesus and, and, and just being a jerk to Jesus. But, yeah, anyway, you ready? You plug me back in? Yeah, yeah I got you plugged. Oh, I need to unmute you there. So, you ready? I'm ready. And go. Can run some from the ICU, the question on so many minds 
What caused his heart to stop beating? You're 24, peak physical condition, could run circles around me right now. <laughs> <laughs> How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um, um, I saw my one stay away from. I know from my experience at the NFL, they do more tests than anything. And in the course of you having your physical, did anybody ever come back with any, say you had a heart issue or anything that was abnormal? Uh, honestly, no. Um, I've always been a, a, a healthy, young, fit, energetic, uh, you know, human being, let alone mm -hmm. athlete. Um, so it, it was something that was just, that we're, we're still processing and I'm still talking through with my doctors just to see what everything was. So why did he want to stay away from that question is the question. Well, if it's the explanation that they gave the commotio cordis, I don't know if I'm saying that right, which is the violent hit at the in between beats with your heart that causes your heart to basically stop or go out of rhythm and which causes it to, to, to go into a rest and, and eventually stop. If that's the case, then why wouldn't you say that? Right. That's a pretty easy explanation, and it's what everybody thinks they saw on TV. Right. If that's real, then why not say it? Now, there's some there's some schools of thought out there that maybe that um, this is a potential lawsuit situation. Right. Where he might be thinking of suing the NFL for the vaccine mandate type scenario. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I guess that's a, a viable option. Well, but and, I, and also I, if a doctor told him that that was the issue, kudos to that doctor for saying, look, this is probably what happened. Well, if that's what happened, there's, and, and if you're planning on suing the NFL, okay, you don't talk about it. But the more nefarious reason is the doctor said, maybe the doctor didn't say, I don't know what the doctor is going to tell you, but do you think the doctor is going to admit it could be the vaccine? I don't know. Maybe they did. I don't know. If, if I'm a family member or I'm him, I'm demanding the doctors tell me what's going on. Right. Now, whether the doctors tell you that or not is up to the doctors. But at the same time, if there's a possibility that it could have been caused by the vaccine and as the numbers add up and the evidence rolls in, it is an absolute viable scenario. Right. I mean, you can't say it's not the people who are saying, you know, people who are throwing that out the window aren't living in reality. No, they're watching CNN and MSNBC and they're listening to Joe Biden speeches as if they're freaking gospel. And they are still, I mean, I, mean, I cannot believe there are still commercials out there scaring people into taking the vaccine and Paxlovid, which is made by the same company that makes one of the vaccines. And we discussed them a couple of weeks ago getting busted at, at the uh, World Economic Forum conference. But I'll ask you, what's the, what's the benign, innocent reason why he wouldn't say anything? Dude, I I can't think of one. Maybe it's, unless he unless unless he is actually suing. That that's the only thing I can come up with. Yeah. The other thing is, uh, if it's your medical history, and you didn't want to talk about it, why did you say in the follow up question, "I've never had any heart issue. I've been through lots of medical testing, etc." And Steve Dace gave an example. It, on his show where he said there was an athlete from Michigan. Now, Steve Dace is a huge Michigan fan. Sure. So he said there was a player from Michigan. He was a lineman. I don't remember if it was defensive or often, but he was like a top five pick or should be rated as a top five pick. And the NFL does insanely intensive medical, psychological, 
intelligence evaluations on these people. When sure. you go to the combine, you see them running the hundred yard dash or them doing the yeah, but the, they want the, football IQ and they're that's a, just the second ability. week. The yeah. second week is that the first week is you are you are medically prodded and I mean they test you on everything. So this Michigan lineman who should have been a top five pick ended up falling into I think the, the second or third day because it turned out that he had a heart murmur and they found it. Right. The NFL found it. When or or the teams that were interested in him. Yeah. Found it through their medical evaluations. They know. Yeah. So if 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 DeMar Hanlon had something previously, the NFL would have found it. Or most likely would have found it. Absolutely. Uh Cat Cat brings up a valid point. He there's a chance that he was threatened. Yeah. Yeah. He was threatened by either the NFL or his coaches or somebody else. I mean, we Well, the already- NFL has paid his salary, his full salary, cuz when you go uh on injured reserve or you pup or whatever it's called, yeah. Normally you get about half of your salary. It depends on your contract. Some of it's get this guy didn't have a lot of guaranteed money. Right. But the NFL Players Association negotiated with the team to pay him his full contract for the year. So they're trying to buy him. Maybe off. they are saying that's pure but, speculation. But, th- but on if my that's part. the case, think about the the implications. Like the NFL is if that is true, the NFL is in collusion with Big, Big Pharma, Pharma. Yep. the federal government. That's what Cat just said. All of it in collusion to like harm us. Mm-hmm. Because and we'll talk about this. Uh, we we've got some some things we're going to talk about in in the uh, cast that we're going to um, have uh-huh. later in the week. But that their job is to is to help us and make us safe. They've created something that is actually harming people, and they don't want anybody to know about it. No, absolutely not. It, I mean, uh, you know, I have never been more of a conspiracy theorist than I am sitting here right now. After COVID, I mean, COVID, I mean, I am just, I mean, I've always had a extremely strong, I call it a healthy mistrust of government, but I've always had that. While you're functioning in a society under the rules of government. I'm thinking, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, majority of people in government may be honorable and have have the best interests at heart. Dude, I don't even know. Man, really, I, I don't know. I, 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 I have. I, and it makes me mad that I a country that I have believed in my entire life. I, I mean. I believe I bleed red, white, and blue, man. I really do, and I just it just it upsets me to no end to think that the the depths of deviance that's going on is where it's at and where it appears to be right now. Yeah, but and like i said we're we're going to get into this in depth in the uh the next, the next cast the, the audio cast later in the week um all right so because i don't want to ruin that cast because i got a shit ton of stuff i want to talk about yeah there in that uh all right so moving on to the next thing so we all heard about the the shooting that happened at michigan state now i'm I'm highlighting this because I know that there's going to be a, a couple at ways that we're going to take this, just knowing how we talked about this in the past, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. So the gunman who killed three and wounded five others at Michigan State University would have been barred from owning a firearm at the time of the shooting had he not had a felony gun charge dismissed by a progressive prosecutor. So this guy, who I'm not going to name, was charged in 2019 with illegally carrying a concealed handgun without a permit. But later, those charges were dismissed by the office of Ingham County Prosecutor Carol Seaman. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) My 12-year-old came out. (laughs) Seaman. All right. Yeah. Bet she had a hard time in middle school. I don't know. But if it was Simon, it would be spelled differently. Right. Her office instead let this guy plead guilty to a lesser misdemeanor gun charge. 
and he served just a little bit over a year on probation, which ended in May of 2021. He can never own a firearm the rest of his life. Well, he he wouldn't have been able to own a firearm. Well, but he pled out, so he was able to get a firearm. Mm. So he went and got a firearm and used that to kill these people at Michigan State. The reason why this prosecutor changed the I charges mean, we, or pled down. We literally down, have 10 minutes left, and you're about to get me on gun control. I, I Well, I knew this was going to be two things. Because number one, I, I anticipated... His charge was for not having a permit, and I know how we all feel about constitutional carry. There shouldn't be a law sure. for that anyway. However, you're creating these laws in order to make society safer, and then you've got a person who believes in those laws dismiss that law, and then look what happens. Well, your, your gun thing. control thing doesn't work in the well, first place. Well, the thing is, is they call in for gun control. Because they say, well, we can't stop these things. Well, absolutely, you can stop these things. This guy is a prime example of that. You know, one of the arguments I always make is murder's already illegal. Yeah, there's already You laws. can't make killing people more illegal than it is. In in a lot of states, if you murder somebody and, it, and you think about it ahead of time, you get a death penalty. You can't make it any more illegal than it already is, dudes. And the thing is, unless you're going to create some Tom Cruise minority report kind of Scientology prediction system that obviously by that movie was flawed. Well, yeah. And could we be don't manipulated. have aliens swimming around in a pool either. Right. So <laughs> unless you can do that, it is very difficult to predict and profile who's going to create and and also don't get me hung up on the the definition of of the mass murdering or the mass shooting oh, yeah. uh, you know because it typically two or three people get shot and we call that a you know a, a major mass, a mass event shooting, yeah. and and not that I'm diminishing those people's lives but, but please don't think I'm doing that but you know, we, we use semantics to argue this stuff, and then we are inconsistent and hypocritical in how we're talking about control well, in they, this they, situation. Well, they create definitions to foster their narrative. Absolutely. That's what the whole definition behind how many people are in a mass shooting, the way they characterize school shootings. Like if somebody drops a gun in a gymnasium, when nobody's even at school, that's considered, and, and it ricochets off it and hits somebody in the toe. That's in the statistics of school shootings. That actually happened. Sure. <laughs> that's, that's one of the school shootings. Absolutely. And if somebody will, you know what? I, if we outlawed every gun tomorrow, the definition of mass shootings or mass killings would change immediately to fit the narrative of it's a good thing that oh, we absolutely guns. they would change they would change the definition to lessen the number which would make their statistic their their decision statistically accurate absolutely and, and and all right so everybody out there that supports the second amendment has heard this before but i'm going to say it again for those that may just happen to listen to the dan and west liberty podcast um if you outlaw guns, the government will still have guns. And again, I've got an extremely healthy mistrust of government. And I think we all have good calls. You're sitting there and you're saying, okay, there's systematic racism in our, in our governmental systems. Why would you want them to be the only one with guns? Look what happened in Australia during covid Oh, look what happened in China during COVID. China, they were welding people into their freaking apartments. Yeah. They were taking people away to camps in Australia. Absolutely. That's what happens when you disarm the populace. And then the idiotic retorts of Biden saying you need an F-12 to fight the government. It, like, tell the people in Afghanistan, they don't have that shit. Right. And they... They knocked the shit out of Russia for I don't know how many years. And look what happened when we went into Afghanistan to 
kind of bring democracy to Afghanistan. Uh, It didn't work. Now they got fucking guns. Now they got F F twelves. They got F fifteen. They got tanks. (laughs) Now they got all kinds of shit. Surface to air missiles. All of that shit. You disarmed the law abiding, and it's it's literally their argument isn't the reasoning behind them wanting to do this. They want us. They want their whole narrative, and the reason why they do everything is. So they can have control over us. Absolutely. They did it when they when they went to the IRS system of the W-2s where they take taxes out of our paycheck before we feel it. That was all an effort to control us, to keep us. If I guarantee you, if people like like you and I got to write a check every quarter yeah. for our taxes. Yeah. If every American citizen had to write a check for the amount of taxes they had to pay, I guarantee you this shit would not fly. No, absolutely. And here's a little something for you. And you can look this up, maybe. I don't know. They've 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 whitewashed, I hate to use that word, a lot of historical documents, but the so your social security number was solely for the social security system. It wasn't for credit, it wasn't for identification. And look at where we are fucking now. Mm-hmm. You can't open a bank account without one. No, it's literally your identification when you go to college. Yep. That's, your, that's how they know you. Yep. So if you want to be an instant felon, keep voting for people who are for gun control, man. <laughs> I mean, it really, it is just absolutely ridiculous. We got time for one more story? Uh, we've got uh, three minutes, dude. All right. So uh, it's a sad day. Unfortunately, a an icon has passed away today. Uh, who is that? Raquel Welch. Was dead uh, at eighty two. Really? Yep. Man, I, look, I'm 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 gonna go full fourteen year old right now. <laughs> Raquel Welch was hot all the way through Grumpy Old Men. I mean, I don't know how old she was in Grumpy Old Men. Well, she's eighty two she when she died. So it, that was what 15, 20, 15, How long ago was Grumpy Old Man? Uh, long enough to. So if she like her in her heyday. Where she hit the the rose, where she rose to fame was in 1966. Right, that's when she did the uh, Fantastic Voyage. The old man was like almost thirty years years ago. ago. (laughs) Oh shit, man! So Fantastic Voyage in one million years BC. You know, you see her in the in the cave woman bikini. Yeah, buddy. The poster, right? It was. I was a Farrah Fawcett guy, so I'm the oldest one here. So this is probably before anybody's time uh here but uh think about this in 1995 she was in playboy's 100 100 sexiest stars and she was in her prime in 66 so uh she was going strong for a very long time and the um the cause of death they said after a a short bat battle with illness so no conspiracy theory on that People, no. people die, and it doesn't have to have anything to do with anything. No, it, it does. They got I mean, old. 82, 82 is a, ripe, is a good old age. old age, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I yep. remember Farrah, that sports illustrator. Oh, I, I had the poster on my wall. Yeah. Fishnet. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. 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 So, hey, guys, uh, thanks so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, we we appreciate your support. Um. More uh, more information to follow. Hopefully, we'll get Travis back real soon. Maybe uh, it may just be something that's just totally national politics related, um, or or theory related, or or whatever. But uh, thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support us, you can still go to Patreon.com, Driveway Liberty Podcast, and support us there. Uh, you can, if you're a liberty minded business and you'd like for us to rep your business right here on this podcast, you can go to the driveway, liberty podcast.com forward slash advertise to learn more how you can do that. By the way, we still have a week left for you to go to the page and nominate your favorite liberty minded business or liberty minded individual. That's at the driveway, liberty podcast.com nominate. And we do have some nominations already, so be sure to get out there and do some nominations, and then we'll have the voting round. With that being said... Don't forget about Rumble. 
Don't forget about Rumble. We want to go to Rumble. You need to. We need a, a minimum subscribers. We need you all. When you log off of this, go to cast, Rumble. Go to uh, Rumble and, and subscribe to our. Page, yeah, it's the Driveway Liberty podcast on Rumble. So look us up there. And Cat, we love you too. Yeah, we definitely love you guys. So, uh, sorry, I was burping while I was saying that. I love you, Kat. There. All right. So, uh, hey, guys, thanks so much for tuning in for Dan and not Travis because he's not with us. We will see you next time on the Dan and Wes or the Driveway Liberty podcast. Take care. You are so